Sunday card for week number 10. Double digits, Matthew. Double digits, Lou. Double digits, Danny. Back here for you, ladies and gentlemen, in November football, the first weekend of November, had a lot of surprises in week number nine, and we'll go over it in a second. Here on the Sunday card, Dan Zampano, Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, Lemon Pepper, Lou Paracone on the producer. Mike, had a great week. What a week. The week, some are saying, the week of the push. A lot of pushes going on this past week, Maddie. But we prevail nonetheless. More winning weeks. Maddie is 2-1-2 and two this week. I went 3-0-2, oh, so I went kind of undefeated. You said you were looking for a 5-0 and oh week from somebody. I kind of, I mean, I don't know you put that in the, you know, and or category. So I guess you could say that. But Matthew, it was a wild week in the NFL. You know, you were undefeated, not a perfect week, but undefeated. Uh, and I said winning, winning records, having a winning week with only two actual wins, you know, I'll, I'll take it where I can get it, I guess, this <laughs> week. But uh, yeah, it was, a, I mean, one of the first times uh, all year that getting the best in the number really mattered. There was a lot of, there was a lot of weeks this year that, you know, uh, dogs were either winning these games outright and favorites were, uh, you know, winning and, and covering the spread. They weren't getting beat on the spread. So, uh, one of the very few weeks that getting the best, the number we talked about it, uh, you know, right before we started recording, uh, me and you both had bucks minus two and a half. We both mm-hmm. had, you know, some, some hooks on some of these numbers that landed on three for these dogs. So, uh, you know, we did, we couldn't get it out to the people fast enough on the show. Uh, we, we got, you know, you got to look at these lines Sunday night, honestly, Monday, uh, and, and take your shots on these, but, uh, Hey, we'll take the winning weeks where we get them. No, question no matter which way. No question about it. And I think, I think that's the key here is how to look for numbers on Sunday night is really going to put you ahead of the game going forward into the week and then checking those spreads each and every day. Already, I had two bets that I put in immediately on Sunday night for this week, but it was few and far between. And we'll get to that in a second. Lewis is here. It doesn't, I mean, nothing can be better for Lou Paracone right now. The New York Jets over the Buffalo Bills. And not only that, doing a favor for the rest of the AFC East. God bless them. Josh Allen is banged up. And they they tried to kill him. They tried to rip his arms off from his elbow. What what do you want, Danny? What do you want? Okay. You guys gave us crap for taking out Teddy Two Gloves. Okay. And now we took out Josh Allen. I hope I listen. The guy's fantastic. I hope he's out for a good amount of time. <laughs> All right. Help the rest of the AFC East. That would be beautiful. Dan, if we could sneak your Patriots into that that third team from the AFC East, wouldn't that be fantastic? I think it would be great. I don't think be talking great. about don't be talking about the Patriots being a third team in the AFC East. Okay. Uh, Dan, uh, don't be that's talking about that. Dan's not used to. Uh, Dan, Dan, still, we're going to find a way to not give credit to the Dolphins and the Jets again this week. Yes, we will. I mean, I give credit. The Jets ought to, like, amazing win. I know it doesn't reflect in previous conversations that we've had tonight, but I do give credit to them. That was a monster, monster defensive performance. I couldn't believe my eyes. Yeah. 
And Zach Wilson took care of the football. That's the one thing I noticed. Yeah. Zach Wilson was getting rid of the ball properly. He wasn't trying to make plays when there was nothing there. He was living for another down. And I mean, that was a, that was a massive improvement from him trying to throw balls away against the Patriots and being so bad at throwing balls away that he was throwing interceptions. I mean, I that, just, that happened almost twice in the, in the yeah. game. I just want to say, I just, I, I still, I, I'm, I don't, the jury's still out. I'm not sure yet about Zach Wilson. But the kid is five and one. The kid is five and one. All right. Uh, no Brees Hall, no Elijah Vera Tucker. Our team is banged up and we are still finding ways to win games. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that we are a fantastic team or anything like that against any metric, but we are still finding ways to win games with all of the the cards are stacked against us. That's all I'm saying. That's and it. It's all, it's and a, we're the Jets. A- we're the, we're the Jets. Jets. Right. right. It is it is a hundred percent credit to Salah and what he's done. It's it's a hundred percent on him. A lot of it defensively, how they've built the roster with the with Joe Douglas and him building that. There's a lot to work with offensively. Garrett Wilson, I love him, but they need better quarterback play. They got it this past week. We'll see if it continues. We didn't take the Jets as our big, you know, dog in this. But Maddie did take one big dog, a young quarterback, who made some pretty good throws, but that whole Titans game, I mean, incredible defense. Maybe one of the best defensive performances we've seen all year by a team who have, I believe, the number after the 524 mark in the second quarter, they had one first down in the rest of the entire game and still took it to overtime against Patrick Mahomes. That was an incredible stat that we heard this week. Titans plus 12 and a half is a winner as we get set on Maddie's uh, two wins here. Yeah, they just play super tough again. And that is, I can not put it anywhere past the head coach. He just gets the team fired up. He knows how to, you know, motivate them and say, nobody's believing in you and you here. And we don't have our quarterback and they're all counting you out. You see this probably brought the spread up. See, you're over 10 point underdogs. You know what I mean? It probably brings it up in the locker room. So mm-hmm. he just gets that team to play hard no matter what. Yeah, a master motivator, great strategist. I, I've said it, you know, for the last couple of years, he's the top five, maybe top three coach in the league. Some uh, mind melts that we had together, Chicago Bears. That was my number one play of the week. It was your number five play of the week. Couldn't quite pull it out, but Mike McDaniels being an idiot again and going for it on fourth down. I mean, he has not cost his team the game. But sooner or later, this is going to come up and, and catch him uh, in the you know where. Um, gave us gave us the the cover there for the Bears who had a chance to win it at the end. Justin Fields, as you probably benefited from, went off in this game. I mean, he is amazing. Like I said I said I picked him up in fantasy last week, seeing their few matchups they had coming up with Miami, Detroit, Atlanta, and I'm like, you know, this kid's just getting hot at the right time. We've noticed for the past few weeks that they, I mean, they're running a totally different offense. So what you thought about them the first three or four weeks, throw it out the window. They are doing things entirely different. And man, um, Lou, if you can maybe grab the clip from like three weeks ago when Dan said Justin Fields was a wide receiver, I think. I do remember that coming up. Because uh, I believe he had three touchdown passes and he broke the regular season rush record for a quarterback. Something Michael Vick never did. Wide receiver? Oh. Running? What, what was it? Yeah. Everything I believe he called him a wide receiver. I'll find him. He, he, I got you. He broke him. a rushing record, but we're giving him credit as a quarterback. And he threw three, three touchdown passes. He, I, because, I give, him, I give yeah. him credit for that. I give him credit for that. They played great. The way they're scheming it up is fantastic. 
I still don't see him as a as a quarterback per se thus far, but we'll see what he we'll see how he goes across. Great game, great loss. Uh, if you can have a good loss in the NFL. Um the other one that we had, and we'll go to the pushes here because I want to talk about these. We had two pushes, both of us. Obviously, we talked about we got the best of the number. We got Tampa minus two and a half. We had Washington three and a half or four, depending on what we had it, but we never had it three. Both of these games, very, very odd ways of ending the game. I just want to talk about Washington first. The dumbest way for us to lose and, and push is because of a stupid uh, personal foul on a field goal with a minute 48 to go that let the Vikings just run out the clock and then kick a field goal. Um, that was a pretty bad beat. But at the same time, we have Uncle Tom to thank for getting us back to getting that push as well. Is that a win that can catapult the Bucks? And are the Rams dead? It's not a win that can catapult the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks offense was anemic the entire game. That's that was the one offensive touchdown that they scored that game. I mean, if the if the Rams don't do the thing where they sit back and just play prevent defense as if they hadn't been stopping this team the entire time, the Rams win that game. Obviously, again, we're happy to get the win and the push, but the Bucks are still really, really bad. Offensively, absolutely. Defensively, starting to average out from yeah, where I was, they I was were. Yeah, not as, not as good as they were either at the beginning of the yeah, year. Yeah, starting to average out. We'll see. We'll see. I, I I still give them the benefit of the doubt. They're still in first place in that division. <laughs> I, I, it's, I know that sounds bad. It pisses me off when I hear people that are pro-Brady and anti-Belichick say, oh, they're in first place. Yeah, they're four and five and in first place in their division. We're five and four in last place in our division. So I don't want to hear any of that. But it is still they are still a significant team in the NFC so far. Um, then our head-to-head, Matthew, and and finally, finally, finally was able to beat you in a head-to-head. Man, that was that was pretty tough at one point. And Baker Mayfield almost got him back there, but not quite. Yeah, that was that was really really tough. That was pretty much over from the start. Uh, but I will say again, watching the game with uh, Lou and a couple of the boys, uh, we saw Baker come in, and the live line was. Carolina plus 30 and a half. Oh, so, good choice. So we found a way to uh we found a way to get out from underneath the old plus seven and a half. We said Baker's gotta have something in him here. And then this Bengals defense is obviously like we're blowing about by 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 28. I think, you know, I'm not really gonna care to play defense on this possession. Sitting on that lead, no doubt about it. That's a great play of the live line. Excellent job. Um, and then the the game that even more surprising maybe than to some is that if not now, when for Green Bay and it's still not now. I mean, I just I cannot believe that they lost to the Lions. I am stunned. And you you said it to me. I mean, the whole game, uh, Green Bay outgained them. Had pretty much the same third down conversion rate. More time possession by ten minutes. It came down to red zone turnovers and that lost them the game. And and it came down to nobody more than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, he was getting mad at everybody else, but it's like we're watching the game and it's like, I don't know who you could blame for throwing it off the defensive lineman's helmet. I don't know how you could blame for underthrowing your fade route fourth and goal on the one play to your left tackle, which I don't know why we're doing that, LaFleur, mm-hmm. but a lot of things. But Lou, hey, Lou's got something to say on this game as well. I, I have a very interesting question here. Okay. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, the New York Jets got a Green Bay quarterback. When the rest of our team was fairly decent. I don't want to say history repeats itself, but Dan, what do you think of this notion that potentially off season, 
Jets make a move and get old A-Rod, bring him in town. I I thought about it earlier today. Send send Zachy Poo? No, no, you keep Zach. You keep Zach. Mm. Uh, I don't think it would work. I know, I know, I know. So go ahead. Break it down for me. What do you think? Trading Zach Wilson would be the only thing. The only problem is that Green Bay believes in Jordan Love enough that I'm not so sure. Uh, I don't think Aaron Rodgers would want to go along with that. I think he'd probably end up. I, I can. I do see Aaron Rodgers as a New York guy, and money grabbing. I just don't. I don't see it. No. I just don't see it. I, I think it would be fascinating. I think it would be juicy. It would be great. I don't think it's in the benefit of the Jets to do it. To be quite honest with you, it would create another sideshow campaign. Is okay. there any ayahuasca in the state of New York? I don't think there is. is it, was it legalized I, yesterday? I think there is. We know a couple of people in New York. I I think there is. Yeah, hey, you might be right. You might be right. <laughs> you might be right. Hey, Lions cover and win outright. That is unbelievable against the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so after this week, I go 3-0-2. Matt goes 2-1-2. Lewis losing or uh, pushing, excuse me, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with the um, Bet the Narrative. Currently, the record's 25-17-3 for me. Matt is 27-15-3, and Lou 5-7-1. Under the weather, hits again fifth straight week, 7-2. and two. New England and Indianapolis, easy under. And again, Chicago and Washington. I mean, both games, I will say this, even though you lost both of them, both had a chance to win at the end. I, I said it to Lou, I hate, I hate having both the games in the same time slot. Because oh. it's just – red zone is just flipping from one opportunity. It's just like, yeah, Chicago got the lead back and then Washington lost and then Washington came back and Chicago was – like, it was – I was – it was torture. And, again, they both just outright lose, which was – the, the, at least splitting has gone out the window now too. So <laughs> That's it. I don't know, I don't know what feels down. worse. I don't know what feels worse. You know what? There's – there's you can't go down from here, I mean, really, at the end of the day. So only four teams outright winning as dogs on Sunday. It's almost impossible to get two out of those. Um, so since I was victorious this past week, Matthew, I'm going to do something rare. I'm going to either pick or punt. I, I like to get the ball first and get the ball rolling on the offense. So let's let's go right through it. I'm going to pick first. And I, you know, I know we've been talking about these teams and these these quarterbacks that seem to – seem to not be able to keep up with the times. That seems like the time has passed them by. Those veteran QBs just continue to play poorly. There's a changing of the guard in the NFL. First one's ugly, but it's the same thing for as Tampa Bay last week. If not now, when? I'm taking the Packers plus five at home against the Cowboys. This is so... So, so just screaming at me not to do this. But when I see the largest home dog spread for Aaron Rodgers in his career and against a team that he has owned, against a coach that he does not like, and the fact that last time they had a double-digit spread, first time in his career against Buffalo two weeks ago, they backdoor cover it. They figured it out. I think the Packers can cover this game. I don't think they'll win. I don't think they win. I don't. I don't want to put this on my money line round round robin, but I do think that they can cover five points. And here's why: for as putrid as the Green Bay offense has been, their defense played outstanding last week. After what their offense put them through last week, 
they were outstanding. They had the ball for they held the Lions to 25 minutes time possession, 250 yards after playing like forever and ever on the field, actual time time. And look, they're capable of stopping Dallas from scoring. The Packers had a rare bad game in the red zone last week. They're ranked fifth in red zone defense. They're ranked third in third down defense. They are a situationally a pretty decent team. We know the Cowboys have historically been bad against Rodgers, but here's something that I find interesting about this game. Rodgers coming off a game in which his team scored less than 10 points the previous game in his career is 6-1 and one straight up and 6-1 and one against the spread, and he covers by 11 points per game. I think that's very significant. On games that they play poorly, the next week there's a huge motivation factor, and I get it they don't have the same roster as they did, but this is the first five-game skid for the Packers since 2008. I don't know if it comes to an end and if they go to six games. I think they might, but they are the hungry dog here, and they must find a way. 73% of the bets are on Dallas. 52% of the money is on Dallas, so it's trending towards Green Bay. I will be that Swiss cheese that stands alone, my friend, if I have to. I'm taking 12, and I'm taking them hard and fast. Packers plus five. Yes, Lou. Danny? Uh yeah. If you take the Packers spread, mm-hmm. the Cowboys money line, it's plus 423. I'm not saying I'm going to do it. That's interesting. <laughs> Want to throw that out there? Lou loves to thread the needle. Lou loves those. Th- thread the needle. Throw the under over in there too. Matt, to you. That, that's Yeah. This is the side to take, right? I mean, mm-hmm. this is this is when to do it. I can't. I can't. I, t- I, I again. I took off the show. I, I was against you last week. I, I thought the Packers was last week was the, the week to get right. And watching them last week, I'm just, I'm just. There's no way I could go back to the well. This is a, this is an absolute no bet game for me. I, I won't be on either side of this, and I'm just gonna watch and see what happens here. But yeah, I, I'm so far off of, off of uh, Green Bay, and but it is also very Dallas like. To this is a perfect spot. Mike McCarthy going in back to Green Bay. House of Horrors, maybe for him after how he was run out of town. Like very Mike McCarthy to lay a big wet fart and just like lose outright to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the one thing that does scare me though, Dallas Dak Prescott off of a bye is very very good in his career. That is the one thing that does scare me. But I gotta think at some point, the one thing that Green Bay must do in this game, above all else, is they need to just shut up and run the ball. They just shut up and run the ball and just finally see it what we've all seen all season long just run the football and you will be okay and now Aaron Jones is possibly not going to play and that's so so bad but (laughs) give that ball to the new London kid we love that kid yeah you're gonna need a lot of AJ villain here Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. number five number five for me I mean this is just as bad this is just as bad if not worse Mm. But I think everybody saw a lot out of Tennessee last week, and they're riding high <laughs> on a team that they're able they're able to get up when they're big dogs against a big bad team. But when they got to come back home and play a really really good defense, and it might be a rookie quarterback or a banged up Ryan Tannehill, you just gotta ride and you just gotta ride with the count with the broncos and not the cowboys with the broncos here coming out of the bye week 
Broncos plus two and a half. I've just got to hope that there's some sort of we fixed a little bit of something on the offense. The offense cannot be as bad as it's been all year. The pieces are there. I'm hoping that this bye week did a lot for them. But again, I don't want to even want to sell you on the offense. The defense is really where it's at. Not betting on the Titans. Again, a really, this is a sleepy spot after again. They didn't get a win, but they're, you know, after playing their hearts out in Tennessee, coming back home, and their injury report this week is a mile long. On, on mm-hmm. Again, it's just Wednesday right now, but their entire defensive line, Jeffrey Simmons, Bud, uh, Bud Dupree, all of their important guys that are going to get pressure, which is what got them the win last week with playing hard defense, are on the injury report as of Wednesday. Obviously, some of those guys are going to play, but if they're a little banged up, I, I just got to hope that the Broncos defense here, the Tennessee wide receivers get no separation. The Tennessee wide receivers do not get open. You've got Pat Sertan is going to take away the littlest, you know, the smallest rip they have taking away one side of the field. And I think that they could survive on that. I really do. I think that they can get by on they're really good against the run and they're great against the pass. This is all about the defense here. Give me the two and a half points. I wish it was still at three, but give me the Broncos plus two and a half. I know it's horrible. It's it might be homerism, but we got to pick on we got to pick the defense here against this is just this is a bad, bad, bad Titans offense. Wow, I mean, one week off for the let's ride. We gave you, we gave you the week off, and then right back on. And he says, you know, with a little rest and relaxation, we might have something here. I mean, it's just maybe they went off to Aspen, had a nice little vacation, you know, this week, and just and just got in the hot tub because Matt. I mean, this is the side. You're right. I mean, this is it, especially if Malik Willis plays. Did you know the Titans are the worst team in football? at fourth quarter scoring. They are averaging, get this, one point per game in the fourth <laughs> quarter. One. One. It's That's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. If Denver can just stay in the game at halftime, keep it a three-point game, I think they can absolutely win this game outright, 100%. The, the offense does not have to do anything special. They no. really don't. Get the ball out fast. Don't let the rush get to them. And then just play tough defense against again. Either either Malik Willis, who really is not a capable thrower at the NFL level right now. I mean, he had a couple of throws. He made said. a he couple, couple of couple really of nice throws in the first half, and then they went to a goal line defense and stuffed them. But like, that is a tough, tough. For, to think for about sixty this. minutes. Gets, I don't trust him. He gets Lovey Smith. He gets Steve Spagnola, and then he gets the Broncos. I mean, that's a that's a brutal way to start your career. So no, that's, that's fair. But yeah. yeah, let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. I love it. Giddy up. All right. Um, You know, we're just going to continue the ugliness because this it's what else so bad. There's nothing good in this week. I think if the theme is this is the ugliest card on the face of the earth. Now, I, I deem this game broken glass versus busted pipes because that's what these two teams are. Broken glass versus busted pipes. You don't like either one of them, but I think I'd rather have a broken glass because busted pipes just keep on being a problem for you, and they've kept on being a problem. And I've got a team here that basically is, you know, content with the fact that they won the Super Bowl last year, and I'm going to go against them. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half at L.A., against the Rams. It's bad. And this number Jeez. was at three and a half 
a few hours ago until we found out that Matt Stafford did not practice today and that he is still in concussion protocol. Also, Rams offensive linemen, not that they were any good anyway, but there's a couple guys on the injury report, one specifically that did not practice. Greg Gaines on the defensive line did not practice today. It's ugly as ugly can be. And I know that the historical trends point to Sean McVay owning Cliff Kingsbury. He has owned him. But this team is broken. This team, offensively especially, is broken. I'm going to run through the stats. I know I sound like a broken record, but these are the stats. This is what they are. 28 sacks allowed this year, 31st in yards per carry and rush yards per game, 27th in red zone offense. They are tied with the Pittsburgh Steelers for last in yards per play. That's how bad this is getting. Tied for 29th in punts per play, 28th in points per play. I mentioned the Tennessee stat where they have one point per game in the fourth quarter. The Rams are the second worst team. 1.3 points per quarter in the points per quarter in the fourth quarter this year. And they're 29th in points per quarter, uh, points per game. As bad as Arizona's defense is, the one thing they do, they do get the ball. They are fifth in turnover differential. They're plus three. The Rams are 30th in turnover differential, minus five. They're so far this year. They don't take care of the football and they don't cause turnovers. They don't get pressure on the quarterback at all. Maybe that will help out Kyler Murray a little bit to be able to at least have a clean pocket this time, although Arizona's O-line has struggled. The defense doesn't really have to do much to slow this team down. They just won't have to do much. Rams will shoot themselves in the foot. It's been happening all year. Plus the special teams, that's a plus for Arizona, one of the better kicking teams in the league. They should be able to move the ball, especially in the fourth quarter. We mentioned how bad the Rams' offense is in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, fifth most points per quarter in the fourth quarter this year for Arizona. If they can get the game to the fourth quarter, they can win it there. Look, if we have a game in Germany this weekend, we should really have a game on Mars this weekend too because that's where <laughs> this game should be played. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals plus one and a half. Stinks. Yeah, that does stink, Dan. That's uh, you, Annie West Coast is even going to that game, all right? That game is is horrible. Oh. Not to mention, like, I mean, both quarterbacks are on the injury report now. So you got – uh, Matt Stafford entering concussion protocol, and, and Kyler Murray has got apparently a hamstring injury. So, I mean, which happens to Kyler Murray every year. At the mm-hmm. second half of the year, he gets a lower body injury, and he's not the same when he can't scramble. So, that is a tough, tough bet. You better hope that you get uh, John Wolford starting for the Rams. Because I hope to God it's him. I, I hope to God it's that's him. that's the only way this offense can get worse. I mean, this offense is is future, and like I said, I mean. And they would have snuck out a win last week if they didn't like I I hate that prevent defense and just tucking your tail mm-hmm. and they stop the Bucks all game long and then they go prevent defense and Tom Brady looks like old Tom Brady again. So and not defending the sideline either was like, stunning to me. I, absolutely mind numbing the defensive uh calling in the final minute and forty five seconds. So crazy. Uh God bless you on that one. Number four, Maddie. Number four. This one we all right. I'm worried, Dan. I'm I'm catching I'm catching a sickness again. <laughs> I'm worried I'm catching a sickness with a team that has just burned me before. But I am so all in on Justin Fields. I think the jersey, the jersey is in the mail. The big old number one. Wow. This no, it's not, but it might be. If it keeps going like this for me, I told you I picked him up in fantasy last week. He got me a win. We pick him up with beforehand. 
sniping that number one quarterback play of the week. This team in this offense is just too good. They're averaging over 30 points a game for their past three games. And now they get to have the bottom, you know, three might be the worst. They're the, the worst. They're the, the worst, worst the run defense in the league in the Lions. And they got to go play outdoors. I have no faith in this team playing outdoors with Jared Goff, who, again, they their offense is not the same as what it has been. DeAndre Swift still on the injury. That's the other one that's killing my fans team on the other end is he's on the injury report, and when he doesn't play, this they just lack explosiveness and they lack offense, and that is the only thing that they really have going for them is, is, is explosiveness. They aren't really good at getting ahead of getting first downs and early downs. They're, you know, their offense is just not the same as what it was. Lions games this year are averaging over 52 points per game, which is insanity. And again, I just don't think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Uh, I, I know the Bears' defense is also bad. I can't tell you really anything to support that, especially after they traded those guys away. But, you know, they only let them put only 35 to Miami. I guess that's mm-hmm. that could have been worse. Uh, could have been a lot worse. But I, I just the Bears' rushing attack and this offense – uh, I know it's, a, you know, maybe I'm going to get burned as I'm bet, betting them as a favorite now uh, versus we've been supporting them as a dog all this time. But another one got it two and a half on Wednesday, on Sunday night. And again, these are if we said if you want to you know look and figure things out, it's always when if you like a dog at three and a half or, you know, above those key numbers of three, six, seven, kind of eight even. Um, and you just got to be able to, you know, kind of have a little ear to the ground and have a little bit of feel of where you think the public side is going to go. And. I just knew right away. I said, this is under two and a half. The Bears have been, you know, sharp players are going to take this one and gobble it up. This is going to be sitting on three, and, and it's already sitting on three. So three for the show purposes, but these these are the kind of lines that you can snipe, uh, again, early Sunday, Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I'm worried I'm getting caught in a bear trap again here with these guys because I've done his year in and year out, but they haven't had a quarterback like Justin Fields. Well, Matt, if you're getting caught in a bear trap – I'm going to stand there with you. This is a mind meld easily. I mean, this was one of the first bets I made on Monday night or on Sunday night, minus two and a half. It's minus three. Like you said, can we get a better situation than this? This is my number two play of the week, not my number three. I mean, Detroit was outgained by almost a hundred yards against the Packers. They won on some awful red zone turnovers. They've played three straight games against passing football teams. Now we get the bears play a completely different offense. By the way, Bears 12th offensive DVOA in the league so far. That's that's for the Bears for that's season, season long. Season long, 12th wow. in offensive DVOA. They're playing one of the worst defenses in football. They're coming off of a loss in a game that their offense had a 360 yards of offense. By the way, fifth straight game of 230 yards rushing. Fifth in a row. It's incredible. Lions defense, do I need to say it? 28th in yards per carry, 31st in rushing yards per per game on defense. That's how bad this team is. And if that's not bad enough, Matt, Jared Goff, on the road, his last 11 starts, 0-10-1, losing by an average of 11 points per game. As an underdog, 11-29-1 in his career, 21-20 against the spread. And you mentioned the Bears, and I cannot be remiss to mention when you mentioned the Bears, you want that bear weather. And I will throw it into you because it will be 38 degrees on Sunday in Chicago with 10 to 15 mile per hour winds. 
They're indoor cats. They are outdoor cats. Give bear down. Bears minus three. I love it. God, I hope we're not getting. I hope we're not getting too sweet. In this I team, hope not. Again, this is a public play. I, I just love good. it. Yeah, it's big tickets, big money on the Bears. But hey, we saw that last week with Seattle, and Seattle won that one pretty comfortably. So you know the public wins sometimes too. So we gotta be. You gotta just be Joe Public sometimes. And again, I just. I, it's hard. It's, again, it's it's easy to see because man, Justin Fields. If, is he not one of the most fun people to watch right now awesome. in football? I mean, he is just freaking so sweet. He's awesome to watch. He's, if if he can keep going and get his throwing down, he'll be Jalen Hurts uh, next year. I, yeah. I'm very excited. The, um, totally capable. I mean, Jalen Hurts was not this far. Like we were all questioning last year, oh, Jalen Hurts, he's great at running the ball. Can he throw the ball well enough? I mean, absolutely can develop into that. Man, what a – I cannot believe we turned a wide receiver into a quarterback this fast. That's crazy. <laughs> Never let me live those words down. Nope. As long as I live. Um, all right, Joe Public, give me your number three. Oh, now you're calling me Joe I don't like that. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. This might also be public play. But this is because this is. I've seen a lot of people buying in, and this is a big number to take a favorite at. But hmm. I am just not convinced that these LA Chargers are worth a damn of anything. The reason we went against them last week, neither of us took them on the show, but we talked about it. They can't stop the run to save their lives. And guess what? They go against Atlanta, who. All we know is that they are going to run the ball because that is what they do at the most rate, the highest rate in the league behind Chicago. And they allowed 200 yards of offense and they were not able to take advantage of a horrid, horrid secondary. So I am taking the San Francisco 49ers minus seven because they have Debo Samuel back. We now have Christian McCaffrey on this team. This is going to be the best running offense that we have seen in a very, very long time. Kittle's healthy for the blocking purposes. I don't know about check. I didn't check on his injury report. I'm hoping that he's back this week. He's a tough SOB, so I think that he might be playing. Um, but this is a way, way, way better defense than what they played in Atlanta last week. And if they don't have Mike Williams and Keenan Allen like they might have again, I don't think Josh Palmer's going to get it done against this San Francisco 49er defense. So I know that this is a Big number to lay, and I think a lot of people are saying, oh, we finally got a buyback in on the Chargers, and I get it in Herbert and in, in, in Eckler. They still have that, but I think this team's still too beat up. I think the bye week for San Fran is going to get them a little bit healthier, which they really need, and I just – how are they going to stop this rushing offense? The Chargers haven't been able to stop mm. the run this millennia, mm. so they are not going to do it this game against – again, this is just me taking a stake on – they're my Super Bowl team from beforehand. They've only gotten better with, you know, maybe just now having Jimmy in and not having to worry about the Trey Lance experiment. And they got Christian McCaffrey, one of the best yeah. running backs in the league on this team. So I think that they're getting healthy enough, and I, I think they lay the wood here to the Chargers. I know it's a big night. It's laying a touchdown is, is not great, especially this year, you know, between three and ten dogs been covering at a, an historic rate. But I just got to lay the stamp down on a team that I think is going to make it to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, this one – I almost put it in my five. It was a, it was a, it's been downgraded to a lean and it's being downgraded almost out of the leans because I love it. I was right there with you. I thought this was a great pick. And then I remembered something. We like Shanahan as a dog, big favorite. I'm, I'm very, I know that. And I think the matchup is really good. Like I, I'm a hundred percent everything. I agree with you. I just, when I saw it, uh, my eyes got big, and then I said, wait a minute. 
Yes, we don't like the Chargers, but seven points, a full touchdown on a, on, on a primetime game. The Niners typically have pretty close primetime games, if I recall. Again, it, it, it's it's so wishy-washy that I had to stay away from it. I, I, I like where your head is at, but it, I might be there with you by Sunday night. I might. It's close. I uh, say this is another early one. I grabbed. I, I when I saw six and a half, I I, I snatched That's it good. up on on yeah. uh, uh, on Sunday night. But yeah, I, I want to look. up. I mean, it's again. So there's there's sometimes that you just I, I agree with the trends, and there's just sometimes that you do have to throw the trends out the window. Like you said, when the matchup, I think it's just too good, and that's I I I had that same thing sticking in my head is that we know that um you know Shanahan's record as an underdog is is way 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 better than he is as a favorite. But uh, again, it was just I I think this matchup is. They couldn't stop Atlanta at 200 yards in Atlanta last week. They're a horrible, horrible rushing defense. So yeah, I want to know who's playing for the Chargers first before I make a decision on the, that one. The, there are a lot of injuries in this game. There are a lot of injuries on both sides that we got to hear about. No question. Well, either Bosa play. <laughs> it might be disappointing if neither does. Um, my number two, which is really my number three. Uh, look. We've been talking about it. We've been taking some quarterbacks that we think are past the prime or so we've been told. So for me, let's just keep adding to that fire. Beer, bratwurst, Brady. That's what I'm doing this week. That's what I'm doing in Germany. Tampa Bay minus three. I hate it. I hate it. It makes no sense. I ran my numbers this week. It says Seattle should be a favorite. They're, it's the wrong team is favored. And then I look and I say, I think this is the most even game of the week this this year, this this week. I, I, it's every every metric that I look at. Seattle offensively is really good. Tampa Bay defensively is really good. Seattle defensively is average. Tampa Bay offensively, average, pretty much. It just doesn't make any sense. And I, I think I need to believe. I have to believe that this guy is going to get this team out of this hole. I just have to believe it. They have so much to play for. And the fact that Seattle just continuously, continuously is beating the beating the Sharps and being the public team that everybody loves and that's on every week, this game is going to come down to which offensive line is worse because both teams are top five sack teams defensively. But believe it or not, believe it or not, the number one team in the league in pressures allowed from an offensive line, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have only allowed 12.3% of the rushes uh, to allow pressure. Against a fast Seattle defense, obviously that's big for Tom. Another big deal, can the Bucs limit Seattle's explosiveness? Seattle is tied for fourth in offensive yards per play, but the Bucs are tied for sixth in defensive yards per play. Antoine Winfield Jr. comes off the injury report this week. That's a big get for them. They need to continue to get these guys back. Yes, they have a lot of dudes banged up, wide receivers and the like. I just got to think that the win last week somehow is going to propel this team, now gets out of town against a team that I think a lot of people love, but might be a public darling. I got to think that Brady can catapult this season back on track, 
plus it's a sharp play. 66% of the bets on Seattle, 61% of the money on Tampa. Make me believe again, because I'm starting to, and I want to. I will jump right back on that train, and I'm starting to believe, but it's got to happen this week. Bucks minus three. I think you're blinded by the light of that train that's coming right at you. Uh, oh, at least I get a chance to get a head-to-head back this week because I'm on oh. Seattle plus two and a half here. Or plus three, sorry, plus three. That's even better. Yeah, I, I don't know. This is what I thought. I, I grabbed it early because I thought I thought this game was going to flip to have Seattle be at a pick em or to maybe be a minus one favorite by the time this closed. I don't get this on a neutral site. On a neutral site, how could Seattle be a, a, a three-point dog to this team? Maybe you said Seattle's defense is average. Over the past five weeks, where we know this team's gotten better, they are fourth in DVOA on offense, fourth in DVOA on defense. And the the Bucks, by the way, again, we talked about how the Rams gave that game up. I get that, I mean, that could be a motivating factor now. But in their four – or sorry, their three wins that they have this year, they've only scored th- one touchdown each game and three other four wins. Dallas, New Orleans, and the Rams, they only had one touchdown in those games. They are 0-4 when their opponent scores 20 points or more. And I know that Tampa Bay's defense, I, so you said they're getting Winfield Jr. back. Akeem Hicks also might play, which would be a massive, massive improvement for them. And I want to see that might have a little bit of impact in this number. I would bet that he is trending towards playing, um, seeing how this is going towards the Bucks. But I know I'm against the public, and I'm doing it again. I mean, this is the same situation with Carolina last week. I get that. I'm going against a sharp play. Um, but I, at least I'm getting points this time with, with the three. See, I, I, I just think Seattle's a better team all around in this game. All around, I think that they're yeah. better in this in this one. So it doesn't make any sense to me. And maybe I'm stepping in, but I'm taking the Seahawks here plus three. Oh boy! Right back to it. Right back right to the back head to head. To it. Back to the head to head. Another team. Another dog. On a high public, play. A public a high dog. Play. A public dog again for the second week in a row. Maddie, you are flirting. You are flirting with danger, my friend. Don't call me Joe Public. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, Matt, if you lose this one, I might have to. I might have to. Be trending, be trending down. Be trending that way. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Number two. Oh, this is your number one, right? Oh, that's right, because you just picked. What am I talking about? Was that your number one play? No, that's my number two. That's your number number two two. play. Okay. Number one. Number one. All right. This one just jumped right out at me. I said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I'm getting down, baby. I'm getting down with the Brown. I love the Browns this week. Down to plus three and a half. Grabbed it at four on Sunday. I love this one, man. I mean, look, Tyreek Hill continues to be incredible. Propping up that Miami offense. His numbers, by the way, are ridiculous. This dude, this dude has 76 catches on 100 targets, 1,100 yards receiving in, in, in eight games. That is unreal numbers. He should break every record. Maybe. He might. Despite their coach making horrible decisions in the fourth quarter, despite their quarterback being underwhelming and underthrowing his throws into double coverage, Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell are lifting this boat. They really are. But 
this Dolphins team cannot hide this bad defense this week because the Browns will squeeze the game down to its core. 29th rated opponent's completion percentage. 30th in opponent's passer rating. 29th in pressure rate. 27th in third down defense. 29th in red zone defense. The kicking game has been awful. Look, maybe the Browns are going up against a pretty decent rush defense. But I think the Browns can open up the passing game. And Amari Cooper could have a major, major game. They are going to squeeze this game down because that is what they do. The Browns lead the league in time of possession per game. They have allowed the fewest, the sixth fewest sacks in the league per game. The third most rushing yards per game. And I think they beat up this Dolphins team that has no physicality to it on defense whatsoever. They are there. They just let Justin Fields run all over them, all over them. And I have to believe that Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb can do the same. Cleveland has to tackle better. There's no question about that. And hopefully they worked on that. But even if Miami scores, I think the Browns can keep up with them because of how poor the pass defense is and how good the rush offense is of the Browns. When they squeeze it down to its ugly self, they will keep the score lower. They will cover this number. Woof, woof, squish the fish. 55% of the bets on Miami, 76% of the money on Cleveland. Let's get Brown, baby. Brown's plus three and a half. Yeah, this is just outside of my five. I would say this is would have been like my sixth pick of the week. It's my it's you know, it's right there in my leans. I just a lot of a lot of value has been sucked out of this number. Obviously, we're still getting it three and a half, so we're still getting a lot of value. Um, but it was at five and a half. Sharps have been hammering it down, so definitely a sharp play here. Uh, I, I I worry a little bit. We're a little late in the year, but you know, going down to Miami. But this team is coming off a bye, so should have should have plenty of rest here. But um, no, I, I like the pick. I do like the pick because uh, again, some of some of Miami's rushing metrics are like still showing that they're they're pretty good. But again, I, I just think that. They've been passing the ball so much in the beginning, you know, forcing these teams to kind of get into shootouts. And again, we saw last week that they're not like their metrics are good. But if you watched last week, like they clearly can't stop the run because while other teams are down and they were willing to throw, the Bears are like, well, this is what we do and we're going to stick to it. And they right. had pl- they had plenty of success. So um, I-, I think that's a little bit more game script uh, wise as far as the rushing yards that they've allowed this year. Um, I still don't think that they can stop the run very well at all. And I've seen a lot of people talking about, oh, the Browns last time we saw them was on a Monday night. We got to fade the Monday night winner. I'm like, okay, that was two weeks ago. Like, now you're really stretching this Monday night winner thing. Like, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting there. Like, I really think the Browns can out-physical Miami. It's it's what they need to do. They need to get some bodies on that on those receivers and tackle really well in this game and corral them. That's what they really need to do. But the Browns, remember, are very fast on defense. They may not tackle very well, and, and there may not be, like, the largest group – but Miles Garrett, Jadavion Clowney, some of those guys get their hands up for Tua. I think this could be a really bad game. I love Cleveland on the money line here, too. I, I just really do. So Cleveland is the play, the number one play of the week. Okay, Matthew. I'm glad we didn't mind Mel on this. I love, love hearing the suspense. And then you drop me into your number one pick. What is it? This is just got to go back to just some faithfulness here. Just, you know, sometimes you got to take the teams out and the players out and you got to look at coaching. 
And if there's one guy I like back in as a dog, I told you I love rape. Oh, but there's a guy that's way better as a dog that we all love. Rah, rah, rally the troops. Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers plus one and a half. <laughs> I'm also now again, I'm doing another thing that I did last week that burned me. Monday night, Monday night loser. Monday night loser. So not great. I know that we just saw them, but that offense was really freaking bad. And it's Andy Dalton in primetime, so it's a different kind of Andy Dalton. But nano man, that offense, I just don't think that they have much going right now. Um, and Kenny Pickett getting a bye week, getting a chance. I mean, Kenny Pickett was basically thrown in at halftime one game near the Jets, almost came back and won that, beat the Bucs. Uh, and then they had to play. I'm trying to think of who they played right before their bye week. It was another difficult defense. So he hasn't had the easiest road leading, you know, starting off his career, as we were talking about Malik Wilson the same way. Uh, but again, the numbers for Mike Tomlin, we've told you plenty of times. Uh, Mike Tomlin off of a bye is 11 and four straight up. And then him as an underdog is just a beautiful thing. He is 39, 16 and one against the spread as an underdog after week five. That hits at 71%. And after week five as an underdog at home, he is an absurd 14, two and one against the spread at home as an underdog after week five. Just got to trust these numbers here and trust that Kenny Pickett and both Mike Tomlin and TJ Watt himself said they are optimistic about him playing on Sunday, which would be a huge, huge difference. Cause then this team, the difference uh, in pressure rate for the Steelers with and without TJ Watt is drastic. They will get plenty of pressure if he plays uh, against this uh, Saints offense. And again, just, Another dome team playing on the road. I just don't like the look of the Saints on the road. They're going to wear those. They're going to wear those white stormtrooper uniforms that just look hideous. So, uh, g- give me, give me the Steelers. It's strictly a uniform pick. Actually, I shouldn't even say anything else. All about the uniform pick on this play. But Steelers plus was it one and a half now, which yes. has gotten bet way down. So, I'll still take it. Basically, just take the money line on that at the point. You know, it's funny. I this is the one game I wanted to talk about in my leans because I've been back and forth on it all week. Because to me, I'm like, oh my gosh! Like when I first looked at, it, I said I kind of like the Saints, but the Saints are like the hardest team in the league to figure out. Like yeah. we talked about it. I mean, they are. The, we said it from the beginning of the year. We've said they're going to be the ping pong team. They're going to go back and forth and back and forth, win loss, win loss. But Pittsburgh as a dog at home, I, I just I don't like Pittsburgh. I have them – I've had them 32nd. Now I've had them 31st in my power ratings this week. Like, their offensive numbers are hideous. Hideous. I mean, and then they're coming off the bye after getting smoked by the Eagles. Uh, they almost were able to win that Sunday night game against the Dolphins, and their defense kept it in it. So, you know, there's a lot here, and I, I just – I don't know which way to go on this. I, I may – it ends up being that I put New Orleans in my leans, but I could be convinced of what you're saying because this is this is no doubt the hardest game to pick this weekend. Wow, uh, yeah, I think there's I think there's another one that is just gross. You you took the you took the Packers one was gross for me. That's a stay away. And this there's another one that is just so gross. Well, well, let's but. hear it because I want to go to the leans. I mean, number one pick of the week being the Steelers, hard to go against with Mike Tomlin's spot. I told you that the 49ers were in my leans. I told you New Orleans was in my lanes. I only had one other one, and it's on a principle. And I texted you on Thursday night after that game, and I said, from this point forward, we're betting against the Eagles because we have to. Washington will no doubt be in my money line round, Rob. Uh, it's, it's at the point where this was the team two years ago, 2020, if you remember. 
at the Steelers, 11 and 0. We finally said we got to start betting against the Steelers. First game, 11 and 0. Tuesday night, I think it was for COVID, lose to the Washington football team as like a 12 point dog. This is a very similar spot. I kind of like Washington this week. Yeah, they're, they're in my leans. Uh, I, I almost had them in there, but I'm just, uh, I'm still too, a little too worried to step in front of this. This Philly freight train here, but again, 10 and a half divisional game. I don't care how good Philly is. I mean, we, we just saw it this past week, Jets and Bills. We were, oh, the Bills, there's no way. Ten, over double digits in division is anything can happen. So I agree. You got to take, I think you do have to take them on the spread of the money line. It's just, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's a bet that you take year after year and you just don't think about it. And more often than not, it's going to pay out for you. But there's a solid chance that they could blow this one out by 17 points. You know what I mean? Sure. So. Uh, I think it's it's a bet on principle, like you said, uh, and it's it's the right time to start doing it. I agree, uh, but yeah, for for we clearly didn't want to risk our records uh, on Taylor Heineke's no. back. No, I did not. You got any other lanes this week? Uh, yeah, so I said Cleveland with you, uh, and then two teams here that I'm surprised that you don't have in your leans. This one probably would have made it in if the line didn't move. Houston plus five and a half. It was, it was if it was, if it was six and a half, like it was, but again, it was six and a half. It's down to five and a half going against the giants mm-hmm. coming off the bye. I, you know, everybody, Oh, giants going to get right back to it after that one loss to Seattle. <laughs> and I don't, I don't necessarily think they are, but also we have said that Houston is probably the worst roster in the league. So hard, hard to bet that one. Uh, Jags plus nine and a half. Maybe, oh, yeah, so now you brought, you brought now. it up last week. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> you brought it up last week. <laughs> uh, we just know that this is not a good spot for the Chiefs being a, a more than a, a touchdown favorite. Uh, and we just saw it last week with the, with the Titans. And we really like the front four of the Jags, but I don't know if they can cover as well on the back end. So um, that one kept it out for me. But we're going to we're gonna keep our eye on that game for the rest of this week. And we might, we might you know, be heading out of Jacksonville. I, uh, I, don't, I don't hate that one. I think that one's reasonable. I got nothing for you, fam, with, with Houston. I got nothing for you. I don't want it. I don't want to look at it. I may not even watch the game, honestly. I got nothing for you with that giant team that we have now no clue what to get out of them because they just lost going into the bye. We got no clue. We got no nothing. Nothing. Not a zip zilch. Zip zilch. We do have specials, though. We do have yep. specials. And I like this special because for the first time all year, we're getting the flurries. We're getting the wintry mix. We're getting that lake effect snow. We're going to Buffalo. That's where we're going with the under the weather. Minnesota and Buffalo, two Nordic towns. Under 43 and a half is the, te- is the total. Upper 30s, maybe reaching 40. Few flurries and snow showers possible, but as you know, our number one criteria, we love that wind off the famous Erie. I mean, it's beautiful. 15 to 25 mile an hour winds in Buffalo. Orchard Park will be screaming with fans with wind screaming back at them. 17 mile an hour sustained winds. And by the way, Minnesota Vikings, worst field goal percentage of any team in football. Nice little tidbit there. I took it immediately. This might be a double unit, triple unit under the weather. I like it that much. It's probably my favorite under the weather. When you're hot, you're hot. 
So let's double down. Minnesota at Buffalo under 43 and a half for the sixth in a row. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that this is where we we're going. Obviously, we didn't talk about this game either. Jo- yeah, well, you mentioned at the top of the show, Josh Allen, UCL. We're monitoring mm-hmm. that. Might or might not play. Neither of us touched. Again, there was a ton of value on the on the Vikings earlier this week. If if you kind of – there was definitely a couple of groups, I think, that had some some privy to information. I even believe uh, I, listened to, I listened to Warren Sharp, who's an expert that we listen to a lot, uh, and he he's one of those guys that's plugged into the league. And he, he got a little note that said uh, Josh Allen may be going in for examination, getting his arm checked out, mm. uh, and, and bang, I mean, hammering the six and a half and the seven that Vikings were at. Uh, so now, that, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised neither of us took the three and a half on the show because uh, it, it's just two. If we take three and a half now, but Josh Allen plays, this line's probably all the way back up to four and a half, five. So it's a bad spot in the week to take this one. Uh, if you've already missed all the value sucked out of Minnesota, uh, but I don't, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't want to assume that Josh Allen's out on a Wednesday. Uh, Cause that is, I mean, that is a massive spread difference from Josh Allen to case keep. Come back on the bills. If you like it, if you liked the bills before, to be honest with you, I liked the bills before Josh Allen was hurt. I did. I, I really liked them because I thought Minnesota is again, they're the other team that's flirting with disaster. They continue to do it. And we know the Bills blow teams out. If Josh Allen doesn't play, I still kind of like it. I yeah. still kind of like it. I, I just – I don't have faith in the Vikings. I just don't. I, I think the Bills defense – I think the Bills defense is going to be able yeah. to get plenty of pressure. I mean, that's – you know, take the offense out of it. It's just tough to say because then, like, the Bills can't run the ball as well. If they had any sort of running offense that you could really rely on, you could say, okay, they could just take this down. Josh Allen throwing in the wind isn't a problem. Case Keenum throwing in the wind, I, I don't feel as – good about so definitely a great under play though great underplay. can't wait to can't wait to see it okay how are we constructing this week we're bob the builder let's get it after it let's build a parlay let's get it right there's listen anything is open i am open to anything at this after i saw detroit beat green bay last week that was a team i was going to shadow ban along with houston i'm going anywhere you want let's go well you're not gonna like the first place we're going we are heading over to Germany, and we're going to take the Seahawks on the money line. Oh, that sucks. So that sucks for you. I mean, you can't you can't win both, but you know, maybe throw it in on a lesser play, and you can get something out of it. But <laughs> got to start with Seattle plus one thirty. And Dan, I like your thinking on that. What you just said there is that anything can happen. Absolutely anything in this league can happen. Even a first time head coach making his very first appearance <laughs> no, in the NFL and his very first coaching wait appearance. We're throwing the Indianapolis Colts plus two oh, five no. in this parlay because it just doesn't make sense, Stan. If they were so bad, then why did the line move from six to five and a half? Why shouldn't the Raiders be favored by like seven, eight points? Why is it under a touchdown? I, I know that we just hired Jeff Saturday after he – he gave some orange slices to some kids in high school and kept them up to, to go out there for the pep band and get out and play their game. And now he's coaching in the NFL. But, man, the biggest problem is their offensive line. If he can come in and give a couple of words, a couple of just tidbits to that offensive line to, to solve some of their problems this week, it's worth it. Nothing's working for me, Dan. So we're throwing darts at the board here. Uh, and we're going to take we're gonna take <laughs> the Colts plus 205 and Seattle plus 130. Which gives you plus six oh five in the parlay. You know when you start when you start getting desperate, you start doing crazy things. Yeah. 
And I'm not sure if we're desperate. I just think we just we just want to win. So at this point, it might be random. He might be, you know, last week he's trying to decide which JV players playing varsity this week. Now he's got a bunch of JV players. He's trying to get the varsity players this week. I mean, I I that game is is without a doubt 2022's dumpster ball of the of the year. Like without a doubt. And you want to know something crazy? The Raiders are the perfect team to lose this game. They are the exactly, perfect. exactly. I mean, they've, they've again they've blown leads. I don't necessarily know if the if they get out to big leads that they have been. The Colts are going to be capable of running it back like it has happened all year. But I, I I'm hoping that this defense again this defense is not playing that bad for the Colts. They're they're playing pretty damn good actually. So I think they can limit this this struggling struggling Raiders team and maybe de- we're going to probably need a defensive touchdown here. We're going to need. We're going to need some good field position. Punt returns. But, yeah, something. But I will take my shot here because, again, there's, there's not a lot of – not a lot of dog. I thought about throwing Pittsburgh in here. It's going to be like plus 350 on the par. Like, I need more than that. So, we got to get the juice somehow. Miracles happen once in a while. I mean, they just they just do. Crazy just things do. happen in the NFL every week. Every single week. That's why it's the best league on earth. I love it. Um, okay. Seattle and Indianapolis. Let's see if this one is the week that was. We'll find out. Okay. Now, Lou, we had a spirited discussion before we began this this podcast about what the bet the narrative was going to be this week. And I, I mean, you had one. I had one to suggest to you that was like, I don't know how it's not this. Yeah. But yeah, you know maybe. what? You're the king of the internet. You're the king of the internet. I defer to you. You're now, the king of understanding what the talk shows talk about. You tell me. Danny, Danny, you you tried to talk me into one, and then you went against it. No. You understand that? No, I didn't. I don't, no, I, don't I went with it. That's my that's my narrative. That's the narrative. Did you take that's the, what I, did you take the pack or the Packers? I took the Packers. I took the Packers. How about this? What's the narrative this week? Because you got me confused. What's going on here? My narrative is simple. I yeah. said Green Bay is at home. They're uh-huh. left for dead. They're yep. playing Mike McCarthy for the first time ever. Rodgers versus McCarthy in Green Bay. Packers have been left for dead, but everyone forgets. Oh, shoot. Green Bay didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. Dallas is coming in. This is a, this is a win for Dallas. They're favored by five points. Everybody's leaving biggest home underdog spread in his career. And that bad man does what he does all the time. Dallas. Cowboys are going to kill him. Cowboys. (laughs) You're a double head to head this week. Get out of here. That's crazy talk. Fighting everybody. Who's the best player in football right now? Is it Micah Parsons? The best defensive player in the game. Justin Fields. Oh, will you? Oh, my. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my bet the narrative pick was actually the Colts with Jeff Saturday handing out. Orange slices, lemon slices, <laughs> key lime pie. I don't care, right? Plus five, Colts. We did this last year a bunch of times. We got a new coach. It covers almost every single time. It makes absolutely no sense, but the Raiders stink. Sorry, Rodney and every other Raiders fan that we know. Uh, but it they, they should be so good. Darren Waller can't decide if he wants to stay on IR or be questionable. <laughs> and my fantasy team is dying because of this guy. 
I'm sorry, Matt. Matt watches me every week. This guy, I, we get to Saturday and he's out, and then Tuesday comes, Wednesday comes, he's questionable again. I can't keep him on the IR, so I can't pick up a player to cover the bye. It is insanity. The Raiders, I, I thought you were. I, everyone took the the win over for the season. Yeah. I can't stand that team. We got a new coach. We got Jeff Saturday. Man's been sitting with Max Kellerman on Justin, whatever it is. I don't know. Whatever Max's new show is that Stephen A. didn't want him on. <laughs> new coach, plus five, Indianapolis Colts. It should not cover. This is another one. I hate this pick. I absolutely loathe this pick. But somehow, some way. Hopefully it covers. Uh, but then I thought you were talking me into the Cowboys, and now you're, you're saying it's the Green Bay Packers when I've seen absolute – they are anemic. And that's why it's going to hit. No. No. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we were watching that game, that Packers game. It was so painful last week. And, again, They're that's horrible. why no, nobody's going to want to bet them. And I know that that's when you're supposed to. I don't want to make it an official pick, but like Aaron Jones isn't playing, right? Not necessarily. Uh, he, he's, he's game time decision more than likely, I think. So it's the same but as I'm last week. You, I said Cooper Cup is kind of just a distraction. Uh, I'm oh, telling this, you, uh, you, this is a nightmare. This is it. This is the this is the time. I I'm shocked that this is not I'm actually shocked by it. the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I'm shocked. Because you just took a team where you're like, I hate this pick, I hate this pick, I hate this pick. The new coach, blah, blah, blah. They shouldn't win this game. Raiders should should be better, blah, blah, blah. And now we get Dallas like in a classic fail spot. Cowboys minus five. I don't oh, care. my God. Are we care. double? Double bet the narrative? Go ahead. I don't care. Double, double don't bet the narrative. Yeah. Just just for on principle. Yeah, just go ahead. Just I think I'm ahead. screwing with everybody. I'm today. sick of this. I'm, double I'm, double head to head for this Danny. This is nonsense. Ross. Listen, Aaron Rodgers is a bad man. This Cowboys defense is better. They're badder. Okay. Badder. They're badder. All right. The baddies. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. He's a bad man because he does drugs and hates his family. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a, where spot the lie, Dan. No. <laughs> spot the lie in that sense. I'm gonna have to magnifying glass that one. spot it. That's that's unbelievable. That's really if this unbelievable. was a normal year, the Packers should destroy the Cowboys. But it's not a normal year. Okay. Huh. They we'll stink. See. They second absolutely half. stink. Who have they lost to? Or second act. Who have they lost? What are they, three and six? They've lost to the Jets. They've lost to the uh And the I keep Lions. hearing the Jets stink. The Commanders. No, I didn't the say Commanders. That. They stink. The, All right. The Giants. They okay. lost to the Jets, Giants, Lions, Commanders. It makes no sense. All right. This, this might be a play. I might not take the spread. I might take the money line and just take the juice. No, there, there's Matt. Matt's agreeing. I I don't know about this one, man. I I'm so sorry. I love Aaron Rodgers. I really do. But this Cowboys team is actually special. They're really good. They're really really good. And I hope they sign OBJ. They haven't done it yet. I actually hope they do that. That would be. I, I, I do think that's coming. I do think that that's the perfect landing spot for him. Yeah. Oh, I would love to see. The and we're doing this on Wednesday night. Spaces. We're doing this on Wednesday night. Don't be surprised if that gets done by the weekend. If not this weekend, by next weekend. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. If the, and if clear. they lose this one, do not be surprised if he gets there by next weekend. Just I just picked up fantasy. I saw to, you rat. just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. We are we are just we are off safe. the rails on this. This is the off the rails week. There's, there's no question. Off the rails week this week. We all got pushed around last week. And now we're <laughs> off the rails. Now now we're off the rails. Crazy. Uh, okay, Lewis is going double. Double fisting on the bet the narrative. Colts plus five. Cowboys minus five. Interesting. Um, okay, that's it. And that's all. Maddie, give me the rundown. Give me the recap. What are you taking this week? So this week we have we're riding again, baby. The Denver Let's Broncos. Ride. Denver Broncos plus two and a half on the road at Tennessee Titans. We've got uh, our favorite Justin Fields, the Chicago Bears minus three hosting the Lions. San Francisco minus seven at home against the Los Angeles Chargers. Out in Germany, we're taking Seattle plus three against Tommy Boy in Tampa Bay. And we got Mike Tomlin and the boys at home as an underdog plus one and a half against the Saints. And the uh, the money line parlay is Seattle and Indianapolis mm. plus six oh five. God bless it. Uh, I'm going Green Bay plus five head to head against Lewis in the Bet the Narrative against the Cowboys at home, if not now. When Arizona ugly bust broken glass win against the Rams on the road plus one and a half. I'm gonna head to head with Maddie out in uh, Bratwurst Town, Tampa minus three against Seattle and Germany. I'm taking the Bears, though, with him. So a mind meld, minus three against Detroit. And I love the Brownies this weekend. They're my number one play of the week. Plus three and a half down south against Miami. The under the weather is Minnesota at Buffalo under 43 and a half. Beautiful. Can't, can't be any better. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to say we're both going to go 5-0 and this week. That can't happen. Yeah. Uh, but maybe that's a hey, actually it's a great week to go four zero and one. Might be a great week to go four zero and one. I I would love four zero and one. That would be beautiful. Like we that, that that's that's how it must be totally, it's especially the with best, the Bucks. Best possible case scenario. Well, I mean, we'd like to hit the money line parlay. I I would honestly ah. rather do that too. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, boys. Godspeed. Double digit week. It's getting cold. It's getting frisky. I'm gonna be up in New England. Back in the Constitution State this weekend. Quick trip. Very excited. Let's not forget the boys are still both hitting over 60%. On yeah, show. let's not. I mean, let's, I mean, let's just not let that be understated. Yeah, I agree with that. We need to we need to talk about that more. <laughs> to people. We need to tell our friends more about that. Um, for our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone, and for our fantastic co-host, Matty Ice, Matty C. Matt Silver. I'm Dan Zampano. We thank you for listening to the Sunday card, and we're right back on it, Matty. Let's do it and end it one more time. Let's ride. Let's ride. We'll see you next week. The Sunday Card Podcast is co-hosted and directed by Dan Zampano, co-hosted by Matt Silbreth, and produced by Lou Paracone. You can listen to The Sunday Card on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season, at The Sunday Card. And remember... 
If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.